Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Well, good morning at Celebration Church. My name's Joel. I'm one of our pastors here at church. If you're new with us, I'd love for you to stick around after the service. We have a coffee for you. Libby here in the front row with her floral outfit is going to be at the hello desk after the service. We have a welcome to church lunch after the service. If you put your name down there, we'd love to get to know you, let you know about our church and information. We'll give you free lunch as well. I have two uh, things to share with us this morning. I'd like to share the second one with you, if that's okay. Um, Message 2.0 is entitled, Waste Not, Want Not. Everyone say, Waste Not, Want Not. Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13 is a beautiful scripture used out of context to an astounding degree. It's just one of the good ones. Some of the best things about memory verses, you get a good memory verse out of context and you can live your life off it. It's so good and tasty and amazing. It doesn't even matter what the Holy Spirit was trying to do. He's done something new in you and you twist it and it fits your world perfectly. That was sarcasm. Um, If you don't know what that is, see my wife afterwards. Philippians 4 verse 12 and 13. Verse 13 says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Or if your translation inclined, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. We use this scripture when anything is in front of us and we say to it, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Context is important and context matters. The verse before says this, I know what it is to be in need And I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. The verse usually is used to describe, I need something, I want something, therefore I can do all things through him who gives me strength. When the context of the scripture is whether you have a lot or a little, whether you are hungry or well-fed, whether everything is going great or horrifically, you can endure it because I have learnt the secret, whether well-fed or whether living in plenty or in want, that I can do it through him who gives me strength. The secret of being content in any and every situation. How much is this verse used in our lives to not be content in any and every situation? I'm I'm not contented, God. I need this thing right now. If I don't get a Tesla, I'm going to be very upset and I've only got a few more years, so you better start putting in some extra hours at work so Daddy can get a Tesla. Sorry, that's just a marriage thing that we're talking about there. 1111, I see that every day, 1111. Everyone say 1111. I want to give us a simple pre-thought and it's this. Wastefulness is never wise. No matter what you have, don't waste it. There is a secret in contentment to no matter whether you have a lot or a little, the answer isn't the answer of your prayer. The answer is 
Him. It's contentment to, no matter, we're going to get to the message in a second, but no matter whether I've got so much going for me or nothing going for me, I have learned how to be in Him. I have learned that being in Jesus and having a relationship with God is the thing that actually matters. And it doesn't matter if my bank account is full or empty. It doesn't matter if my headspace is clear or full. That in Him, I can do all things. No matter whether my excuses seem plentiful or not very much, whether I've got a hundred reasons why I cannot, in Him, I can do it. The answer is not the thing I'm asking for. The answer is Him. And that wastefulness is never wise. That whether I have a lot or a little, my goal is to do the things that God has asked me to do. And I don't need resources for that. I need relationship for that. I'll say it again. I don't need resources for that. I need a relationship for that. The second thought of what I actually want to share with us this morning is this, that you are blessed to be a blessing. We have a thing in Celebration Church called the Celebration Code. It is on the back wall on a banner over there. And number two is that we are blessed to be a blessing. This morning, let me encourage you, everything that he has given you has kingdom value. Don't waste it, whether it feels like you have plentiful or not. Don't waste it. It's not wise to throw it out. It's not wise to devalue it. So this morning, you might be sitting here and be like, well, Joel, I don't have as much as that person. Fine. Don't waste it. Value the things that he has imparted to you and do not value them by putting them under a a pot or something and hiding them away. Value them by using that blessing to bless others. Don't ask for more for you. Ask for more to glorify him. Ask for more to share with your brother or sister next to you. Pursue to know Him more and to seek Him more, not for yourself, but to be a blessing for those around you. Because the truth is we go into this area so often of, I want more, I need to consume more, I need this next thing. And it's because we wasted the last thing that God had for us. We find ourselves not receiving a double portion or or getting rewarded for how we used our talents because of a wastefulness, not because our God isn't generous or loving or wants to give us great gifts. So I want to encourage you, church, that if you waste not, there's some things you are going to want not into. Can I give you some statistics? Is that okay? Who loves a good stat? 43% of the people in our church don't wash their hands in the bathroom. It's not my stat, uh, but I just pulled it out there. It sounds right. And I could tell based off your reactions who does and who doesn't now. Um, And that's amazing. These are my stats. Um, Australia produces over 76 million tonnes of waste a year. It seems like a lot of, of waste, including over a billion coffee cups and a billion single-use plastic bottles. Oh my gosh, I see some plastic bottles on the front row. Guilty. Can I give you some stats about the average Australian? How much trash, how much garbage you throw out is 1.4 kilos a day 
10 kilos a week, 540 kilos a year, or 45 tons of waste in your lifetime. So if you're conscious about your weight, maybe be conscious about your trash weight because it's a little bit heavier than you are on the hips. (laughs) We're all carrying 45 ton of weight on the earth. And there's movements, there's a whole bunch of people about how do we get rid of waste, what do we do, we're trying to get rid of all of our plastic straws and now we're just sucking on wet paper and just doing it for the environment or something, someone, some turtle's not got a straw up their nose or something now, I don't know, talk to the vegans, they could probably give you stats about straws and um, turtles and stuff. We should do a message called Talk to the Vegans, it's very interesting, aren't it? Um, this lady on the screen, her name is uh, B, like T, uh, Johnson. Uh, there's a TED Talk that she does where she talks about the waste that her family produces. And since roughly the year 2007, her family, herself, her husband, and her two boys produce one jar of trash a year. A jar. And the jars, you're like, oh, it's a big jar. It must be a big jar. No, not a big jar. Um, Big Jar, another great sermon title. Um, It's not. One little, it's a pint, a pint of waste they produce a year. And she talks about all the things that she does, and some of them are insane. Like some of them are baking soda on my teeth, and I'm like, okay, okay, old-timey pirate. Like, you do your thing. Um, She makes, like, makeup out of, like, like, food products, like, stuff. I don't know what. Yogurt and stuff. I don't know what she puts on her face. Yogurt. Um. That's how you pronounce that word. Um, but the whole thing is uh, I want to leave a, a positive impact on my environment. So they have a certain amount of clothes. There's a whole, whole bunch of things that they don't buy into that I need 15 different cleaning products. She cleans everything with white vinegar, rashes, mud, just white vinegar over everything. Who's like a white vinegar person? You're like, yeah, I love drinking that. I mean, using that. Um, uh, Alex and Dilsa, you guys can talk cleaning products afterwards. We'll get Consuela here as well, and you guys can all talk. Um, Consuela is someone that lives with us. Um, but this whole approach is the way that we consume, the way that we live our lives, if it produces unnecessary waste, it's because of a lack of, it's not a lack of information. We, we can, you, we're all aware of it. You can't unhear what you just heard. You produce 45 tonne of waste. And if you're Noah helping with the hospitality area, you produce much more waste. There's concrete out there. That, oh my gosh. I don't know how you're going to give an account when you get to heaven about what you've done to this world. Um, but the truth is that wastefulness is never wise it's it's lazy it's it's comfortable it's easy but it's not wise it's not eyes open it's like there's so many things going on how could i possibly think about my 45 ton of rubbish joel do you know what's going on as long as it's not in my car i'll just kick it out and who's ever been in a car and there's like 15 water bottles in there Awesome. You guys have been in Pastor Benai's car. That's awesome. No kidding. But back when he was youth pastor, that front seat was filled with water bottles. I don't know where he got them all from. He got them from somewhere and they're all different levels and he'd let you have a sip sometimes and he'd, and he'd get healed because it was holy. Um, okay, none of that's true. Miss you, Pastor Benai. Um, there are senior pastors there on sabbatical, living the Italy dream. We'll see them soon. Um, but wastefulness is a, 
is never wise, that good is missed when we're wasteful and problems are created when we're wasteful. Even our recycling, there's huge amounts of it, roughly 75% that end up in landfill. Even how we recycle things one time, we can't recycle them a second time. So the solution isn't external, the solution is internal. That wastefulness is never wise, that we are blessed to be a blessing, that we need to value the valuable things, and share them freely. This morning, when it comes to you not wasting what God has given you, whether it's found in this scripture in Philippians, that I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things all of this through him who gives me strength. My encouragement for you, church, is will you value the things that God has given you? Because some of you have wisdom that you refuse to share. I don't know who you're hoarding it for. Maybe you're hoarding it for some person that just one day is going to come and sit at your feet and they're going to wash your feet with their hair and there's going to be this beautiful honouring moment and then you give them your pearls and you're like, you're not a little piggy, are you? You're a good little boy. Um, my gosh, wow. I'll talk to my psychologist afterwards. Um, little big boy. Okay, no, okay. Maybe we're, we're just, there's going to be this one day where if my hair gets gray enough and I'm going to sit in a chair and all my grandchildren are going to come around me and I'm going to tell them about the things. No, value the valuable things that God has given you. Use them, work them out. One of the horrific things that can happen, and there's a scripture uh, that talks about the Pharisees not practicing what they preach. The issue with that Jesus had so often with the Pharisees was not what they were sharing was horrifically wrong. It's that they were sharing something that they didn't live. And if they lived it, they would have worked out what they, where their error was. When they, when they lived it out, probably they would realize what the Sabbath was actually about. When they lived it out, probably they wouldn't be upset when someone gets healed or, or, or the kingdom of God comes to earth. They wouldn't be so offended because it is in the practicing of what you preach that you prove it to be authentic. And when we waste the things that God has given us, maybe he's given you a word to speak. Maybe he's given you a gift to use. Maybe he's given you a revelation for you to impart. Maybe he's given you a passion. You're a young person in this place, and you're just like, I'm at camp. Where do I put this fire? What am I supposed to do now? I'm so excited. Camp was so great. What do I do now? Use it. Don't waste it. Don't just throw it out. Don't be like, it's not enough. No, be content. Know that in all things, that this kingdom, that Philippians, that every epistle is speaking about, the kingdom that is outworking past Acts 2, being placed on the earth outworks when the church is faithful when she is not just persuaded but she is persuaded in such a way that she changes the way that she lives that she truly believes the divine persuasion that has taken place as we close and as china gets up and plays the sweet ivories i want to look at philippians 4 verse 12 again out of the message paraphrase It is a paraphrase. It is not a translation. It is written by a man named Eugene Peterson. His books are awesome. Check them out. The message is one of the good ones. Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13 in the message says this, China, you look exactly like I expected you to. (laughs) Little bit more facial hair than I expected. 
No, no, you do. Why don't you play drums? No, you play that. This makes more sense. Philippians 4, verse 12 to 13 in the message says this, I'm just as happy with little as with much, and with much as with little. I've found the recipe. Everyone say recipe. For being happy, whether full or hungry, hands full or hands empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. There's so many um there's so many Old Testament stories that give us shadows of what New Testament just straight says. Whether it be a staff in the hands or whether it be just a a ridiculous faith in the atmosphere of the prophets of Baal, whether it be a trust in God no matter how far the furnace goes up. There's just there's just so many Old Testament examples that give us this truth that if I would just be obedient now, God will look after the rest. That I'm not going to waste this moment by not honouring Jesus. I'm not going to waste this gift by not using it. I'm going to allow the things that he's placed into my hand and my heart and my life to be opportunities to be faithful to opportunities to ask and seek and knock and inquire of him and, and lean forward, but to not just be a blessing for myself, but be blessed to be a blessing. To share as freely as I possibly can with those around me. And church, let me tell you, you will not give an account for how you used Paul Isaac's gifts or Alan's or other Paul or other Paul. Something's happened in this church. I now name you Paul as well. No, can I do that? I'm not sure. I don't know how far my credential, my, I don't know what I could do. But you will either learn the recipe of living content. And content is not an inaction. Content is a posture. Whether I have a lot or a little, all things can still go down. Things can still be turned around. Things can still work out. And this morning, out of these two simple thoughts of just asking and that you are supposed to waste not to want not, my encouragement for you is to take some moments as we finish this morning and to take some moments this week to, to ask yourself the question, am I good at asking questions? Because some of us are stuck because we're afraid or we're still stuck in puberty. We're afraid of like people's opinions of us. Like We think like teenagers are stuck in peer pressure. No, adults are too. We know that because we still lack the willingness to fail. We're terrified of failing, even though failing is the best way to learn. Not morally, don't be like, that's how I learned how to, no, no, no. To, to work out your character, to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, there's something about a willingness to be childlike. I'm not afraid of what's going to happen to me, but why, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? The reason, 
Think about it. What are the reasons why the disciples are trying to get these children away from Jesus? Do we do the same for us? Our own questions, our own uncertainties, our own doubts, maybe lean into them for a second and inquire of God and allow his truth to persuade you because you'll be changed forever. So ask yourself the question, am I asking the right questions? And then secondly, am I wasteful? Do I just think I can come back next Sunday and get filled up again? Did you waste what was shared last Sunday by Ange as she shared about being childlike? Did you waste what Pastor Nat shared two Sundays ago where he talked about finishing well? Did you waste what Pastor James shared three Sundays ago where he talked about the greatest thought? Do you remember what the greatest thought was? Do you remember four weeks ago what I shared? Do you remember five weeks ago? Do you remember six weeks ago what Pastor Benoit? Are we wasting the things that God is saying to us? Because it's super weird if you come to church for a religious activity and it doesn't change your life. It's super weird. Honestly, it's kind of dumb. It's kind of blind. He kind of misses it because the gospel is there to transform you, not for you to nod your head at it. As I close, I listen to a message. I don't listen to many messages that aren't our messages, not me. Well, I like listening to my messages. I agree with almost everything I say. I amen them. I get emotional. I cry. We hug. But listen to this message by Robert Ferguson, who's the teaching pastor of Hillsong. Robert Ferguson is a a killer when it comes to teaching. And he shared a few stats a few weeks ago. It was, it was three weeks ago because it was after I shared. There's a fact that if you read your Bible for 12 minutes every day, you will read the Bible every single year. There's a manifestation occurring over there. And the Pentecostal in me wants to do something about that. <laughs> he just woke up. He slept during my message. That's very disrespectful. Don't worry, Ryan did as well. Um, I mean, Paul. <laughs> if you read your Bible for 12 minutes every day, you'll read your Bible every year. Not you will read your Bible in a year. You will read your Bible every year. That if you just sit with God, and I feel like we can give God 12 minutes. Like, I want to know you, Jesus. Okay. And he shared a few thoughts. One of the thoughts was, you don't remember every meal that you ate, but, oh, man, you eat every meal. And you get angsty and upset and you scream at people. And is that just in the Mitchell household? What I was going right now to have a meal. He just can't, can't wait. To, oh, cigarette, my bad. <laughs> Did the universal action for cigarettes. <laughs> don't smoke, don't. There's a whole bunch of scriptures about not doing that. Or vape, youth. Okay, what's happening? Um, it's true though. Thanks, Alex. That's so good. I heard that. Alex is more of a cigar kind of pastor, aren't you? Um, you don't remember every meal, but you still eat every meal. And if you approach the Word of God like that, sometimes you read the Word of God and you're like, okay, this is day eight of being in Leviticus. And I'm not entirely sure what I'm getting out of it. No, stick to it. Keep going. It's not enough to read the Bible. I read the Bible four years ago and it was so good. I did it in like 30 days and it was amazing. Shred. I'm so shredded now. You're not shredded. Shredded happens through Endurance. So I'm going to keep on going, 12 minutes. Every single day I'm going to read this. I'm going to meditate. Go listen to that message. It's an awesome message. And there's something in asking the right questions, not wasting what God has given us. And my encouragement for us, church, is ask questions and give answers. Don't waste it. Give what is given to you. 
Share it freely. Not just with some person that's going to come and honor you someday and it's going to work. No, give it away. Give it away. Because let me. the very last thought is this. Some of us are treating things that aren't pearls like they're pearls. We think, I'm not going to give my pearls until the, all the piggies are gone. They're not pearls yet. You haven't fought for them. You haven't worked them out. You haven't practiced what you preach. Some of you believe that God provided because once he provided when you were 14. No, work it out a bit more. Progress your faith a little bit longer than the first lesson he taught you. Go into areas of generosity that challenge you. Ask some questions. Press in. And then give it away as freely as you can because you choose to honor the person that you're giving it to. Declaring that they are not little pig boys. And that God wants to do in them what he has done in you. So let me pray for us as we finish this morning. If you could close your eyes. God, one word from you changes us. Faith has not come from hearing my voice this morning, Holy Spirit. Faith comes from you speaking to us. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that your church, your bride, would be hungry to hear your voice, whether it be sitting with you 12 minutes every morning, studying your word, allowing it to feed our souls, leading our spirit man to outgrow our flesh, whether it be asking questions in all these areas of our lives, whether it be sitting with you and and wrestling out things that we are struggling with, eagerly uh, eagerly pursuing your persuasion, you would give us the things of the kingdom. And lastly, Holy Spirit, I pray in this church that we not be stingy when it comes to the things that you've freely given us. May we not waste them, May we not store your revelations up for a rainy day. May we be blessed to be a blessing. So I pray over our church, I commission them this week as they go out that you would be with them, that they would be with you, that they would walk with you and be prompted by you and be filled by you. Our pursuit is not to gather for the sake of gathering. Our pursuit is to encounter you, Jesus, and take it to the darkest corners. So I speak opportunities, open eyes to see them this week. May there be healings, salvations, breakthrough, heaven on earth, revelations in our quiet times that help us to grow into maturity. Help us not to live blindly, but to live it based off what we see in heaven and of what we know of you. So be with us, help us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.